So what do you class yourself as? Good? Bad? Or just damn right ugly? You could be in my gang. And some might say, it's the tools you use as an electrician. That's what makes you a good electrician. Others will say that it's how well you know the regs book. You've got to sit there every night in your bed, reading that regs book and know it inside out. That's what will make you a good electrician. But how do you actually determine a good electrician from a bad one? Toolbox Talks for Electricians, helping electricians reduce stress, gain back time and earn more money. Hello and welcome back once again. My name is Ben Poulter, your host of Toolbox Talks for Electricians, officially classed as the best electrician in the world. And that is said by me. So I don't know if that counts or not. But to be honest, I have been called a lot of things in my day and some always not just an electrician. But what actually makes you a good spark? There are a number of things that electricians needs to know to make them a good electrician or even a successful electrician. One of the main things, of course, is yeah, it's knowing your stuff. It's knowing the right cable sizes that you need to install for an installation. Maybe if it's a lighting circuit, whether it's gonna be one mil, 2.5 or 1.5, or even your socket circuits, whether that's gonna be wired in maybe a 2.5 or a six mil cable, but then, also, is that cable suitable for the environment of the installation? You could quite easily wire a radial circuit to a kitchen in 2.5 on a 16 amp circuit. Yep, that'd be fantastic and them sockets will work. They'll work when you test them and they'll test out fine. But as soon as you go and put the washing machine on with the tumble dryer and maybe boil the kettle with the microwave with your cup of soup in it, that's gonna trip the circuit. And some people with a small amount of knowledge yeah, they'll just think you can upgrade the fuse. That'll do it. Not necessarily true. Well, not true at all, to be honest. And that's the thing that you see a lot of electricians. A small amount of knowledge, it can be dangerous. You might get a job where a customer says, right, I just want a double socket here. All I'm gonna do is plug my lamp into it. But what if that customer sells a house, someone comes along, and they want to plug more than a lamp into it. They might, have, might want to plug a couple of heaters into it. So you've got to install that socket capable enough to pull a, a sufficient amount for a 13 amp socket. You can argue that knowledge comes with experience. And it does, to be honest, doesn't it? Let's, let's be honest. The more you've done it, the better you are at it. You can get an electrician to come around where you've got a fault and they could probably find the fault within two minutes because they know they know common things that happen and then common things to check to make sure that installation is right or why it's tripping. Where you might get someone with a little bit less experience that will rip that installation to bits before they find the fault. It's happened to me before where I've been to a property where they said, yeah, we had an electrician. He came in and he installed a double socket. But every time he plugs something into it and it's under load, it trips the RCD. Well, if you're an electrician, you're definitely thinking now, yeah, the neutral's in the wrong side of the neutral bar in the board. And that's exactly what it was. It was something that simple the electrician with plenty of knowledge should have known. When you install a socket, you make sure it's on the right side of the neutral bar. If it's a dual RCD board, then there's two neutral bars in there. So you make sure that that neutral is in the right position for it to work properly and efficiently. The thing is, once you installed that circuit, yep, you did your IR readings and your loop test, and it probably tested out fine. But the thing is, as soon as it's under load, it's not gonna work. And these are the things that electricians with experience will know. And it's little things like that 
that are actually that simple when you know your stuff as an electrician. But then some people might say you have to have all the latest top-notch equipment and the most fancy tools, all VDE and insulated, to be able to be a good electrician. And I'll be the first to admit that, yeah, spending a decent amount of money on your tools and to have good quality tools, it does make your life a lot easier. But not necessarily make you a better electrician. I do know that there are electricians out there that turn up to a job with a bucket with all their kit in and they get the job done. They're good electricians, they get it done properly and they get it done like efficiently and safely. That's the main thing, to get the electrician that, that comes around your house to install anything, you want it to be safe at the end of the day. The last thing you want is it to trip off and catch fire. But the only thing is, do you think that made a good impression on the customer maybe, turning up with a bucket full of tools? maybe being a little bit vain here or you might not agree with me at all but if you turn up with a bucket full of tools compared to a decent tool bag with all your tools organized and everything in there in its right little position a lot of electricians they like having their tools all set out nice and neat it makes your life a lot easier so you, can, you can go and grab a terminal easy you can go grab a standing knife easy you can get things easier when you want to when you're actually doing the job but does it make you a better electrician having all these tools do you think that it makes that customer look at the electrician and give them a bit more, I don't know, trust in maybe doing the job if they turn up with a bucket or a tool bag? I think that if you turn up with a tool bag, the customer's going to look at you and think, right, yeah, this guy's professional. He spends money on tools and he invests in himself maybe with a decent tool bag. So I think the impression that it gives a customer with a tool bag is a better one. I've had it before where I've had a gardener around the house, it's turned up in a state car and he's got all his old rusty tools out the back and yes, he's done the job and he's done it, he's, he's, well, in my eyes, he's done it decent, but he's left all the trimmings and I've got to basically get rid of them. Um, compared to a guy, that another guy that I employed to turn up in a pickup and he had all the petrol tools, it took him half as long because he had some quite expensive equipment to trim all these hedges and do all the gardening and he took the trimmings away, I'm gonna ring that guy again. That's the same guy that I'm gonna ring every time because he takes the trimmings away. He gets it done a lot quicker. I probably paid him double the amount, but it's made it worth my while sort of thing. It, 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 the value of it to me was a lot more. I do feel sorry for the guy with the estate car that um, turned up with all rusty tools to do the gardening because he was a lovely bloke, but the other guy with the tipper that did charge me more money it just made my life easier. All I wanted was that garden nice and tidy and not have to nip down the tip with a van full of scrubs and the van full of offcuts of the trees and the bushes. I just wanted someone else to do it for me. And that is what makes a business more efficient when you can do stuff like that. Because I think many of the things that electricians class that it makes you a good electricians, the customers might not see it the same way. Because as an electrician, you may well know that the selection of the cable that you're going to install in a certain environment, that's a massive thing because you want your job to basically last forever. You're not going to run a hot tub supply in twin and earth up to the end of the garden because you know that that's going to deteriorate over time and it's not going to be suitable for... I don't know, in a year's time when the weather gets to it and the, the elements of the wet, the wind and the sun get to that cable, it's going to deteriorate. So that's why we run SWA. You might go around a customer's house and they've got a job to do and they say, well, don't worry about materials. I've got um, these 10 lights. They're $15.99 off Amazon. 
Well, you know that you ain't going to install them down lights because they won't work after a little while. Because if that customer also wants them lights installed inside a bathroom and they're not even IP rated, there's a certain material, the certain style light that you have to use in certain locations, especially like bathrooms, where it is susceptible for steam and damp. A good electrician will be able to explain to the customer in good detail why they don't use them 1599 Amazon lights in this location or they why they won't use them lights to install because it'll be a complete waste of their time. An electrician will be able to explain to a customer to say, I won't install these because as soon as I leave and they go wrong, you're going to be ringing me saying that these lights don't work anymore when... It's not really my fault, it's the materials that you've installed. It's sometimes, I've, I've seen it before, people have installed these lights, yep, they've been there for a year. Electrician come in and put them in. Well, you shouldn't have put them in. They're a complete waste of time. And to be honest with you, they're lucky they failed because they could have caused a fire. And I think especially so these days because materials, yes, they are depreciating. They're getting made cheaper and cheaper all over the world. And they need to be installed correctly rather than having some DIY Dave come along and stick him in just because he does it for 20 quid. I've been to no end of properties, you must have yourself, and seen a customer pull out all these sockets and switches. They're lovely and fancy and they look very pretty, but they look like they're from a, a dustbin and maybe they're made very cheap. They're maybe from China and they're not really safe to be installed into any property, let alone one in the UK. And yes, if you're registered with Part P and stuff like that, you've more than likely got £10 million worth of insurance cover. But that doesn't necessarily, you need to test it out and use it. You don't want to claim on that insurance. It's a bit of a rip-off, to be honest. You're £10 million, it's not too expensive to have public liability and stuff like that insurance. But if you've got up to £10 million insurance, you, you don't really want to use it. It's, a, it's, it's there just in case anything bad does happen. But you've got to install that electric cabling or the electrical installation to the highest standard possible. And letting customers know that maybe they shouldn't use these cheap appliances is one of your responsibilities. I think another thing that makes an electrician a good electrician is to be able to talk to that customer. When you're in their house, you've got to make them feel safe and to make them feel confident that you're going to do a good job in their home. They've spent a lot of money on this property. They've maybe got, I don't know, a 500 grand mortgage. So they're trusting you to come in and basically install electrics that are not going to burn the place down. And building up that customer relations with the customer is obviously through chit-chatting and stuff like that, having a cup of tea and doing a good job. Because the amount of times now, the amount of houses that I've got, keys to people just give me the keys and say ben i need this fitting i need that fitting can you change my oven and i've got keys to it they've, they've let me keep them i don't know why i have lost some sometimes but they must be in the van somewhere but i've got all these keys to people's houses where they just say you, you've got a key just let yourself in and get that job done will you and another advantage of having customers that trust you and trust your recommendation you don't have to sort of scrimp and where they don't come back to you and say, look, can we get this a little bit cheaper? They'll trust your recommendations to what you're going to install in that property. So that you do put these LED downlights in, which are £15 a pop, rather than £5.99, which obviously they saw on the Screwfix website. The customer will trust you to install what you recommend because all your previous work is still being fantastic or it's still working and it's still up to scratch and they're very happy with it. So yeah, keeping that customer happy 
can be a massive advantage to make you a good electrician. Good communication with customers and other contractors, that's also a benefit to make you a good electrician. The customer or the contractor, maybe the builder or the kitchen fitter, they probably won't have a clue what you're talking about when you go in there and say, right, I'm going to install a 40 amp RCD protected circuit to this hob, isolated above, and then you're going to install 220 radial 20 radial circuits to the two new ovens that you're putting in with a 1.5 6 amp supply for the undercovered lighting, which will be new. You can talk jargon. Well, as it seems, it might sound to some customers and some builders, but it's being able to give them the details, I think, to a customer to explain to them what you know what you're doing and why you're doing it. That also fills a customer with confidence. Not only with confidence, but it also explains in what you're skilled at sort of thing and the knowledge you've got and why you're there, why they've called an electrician. Rather than DIY Dave from next door to come do the job, you explain to them why this is going to happen. Yep, you, you might only pull 16 amps, but we're going to run a decent supply to it just in case you ever change. Like your hob, it might be a gas hob, but one day you might change that to an induction hob where you're going to need a 40 amp supply. So just explain to them stuff like that. If you're doing a, a whole refit of a kitchen, it's always good to... Do these little things just in case. And I suppose, to be honest, a good electrician, yeah, he's a bit of a geek and he does know his stuff. But he's a geek about electrics and electrical installations and he knows why he does it. It's, it's something you're trained in. And sometimes I know a customer, they're not really interested about what when you tell them why you're doing it and how you're doing it. But if you just explain to them a little bit more, some customers will actually understand. There are some electricians out there, I will class them as bad electricians, that just go out there and they just throw it in. Because anybody, I think, can make off a light and make a light work, or they can make a socket work or an extend socket circuit, but can they make it work efficiently and safe and make it work forever? There's a lot of electricians out there that maybe think, ah, nothing's going to happen, I'm just going to extend it off that radial, like extend of radial, radial off a radial, then nothing's going to happen. That's what they assume in their head. And possibly it's been like it for years. Nothing will happen. But it only takes that one time. That one time someone says, ah, oh, I need to plug three heaters in to get this room dried out. They'll plug three heaters in, they'll leave them overnight to get it nice and warm so it's dry in the morning. But then the cable will melt while they're in bed. And, oh, look, their smoke detector's battery run out because they don't have battery-powered ones. And it happens. It's, you can maybe find a story somewhere on the internet where a fire's happened and that house is burnt down due to bad wiring. A good electrician will always test his supply and they'll make sure, even though you're confident that you've done that job well and everything's tight and everything's spot on, you run a little test on it. A loop test, an IR test, you test that circuit as well just to make sure, because I've done it before where you think, right, yeah, that's nice and tight, but in the switch over time, it could come out, it's a little bit loose, and that'll get picked up on your testing. So if you think, right, that's a bit of a high reading for a new installation, then you know to go back and check, check that wiring, give it a tug test, and if it comes out, it was loose, so you got to sort that out. Don't be one of these electricians that just do it to get paid. There we go, cash is king, give me the cash, jump in the van, and they're gone. By the time they've gone down the road, the freaking thing's gone off. Any installation or any electrical work I've done for a customer, if they ever call me up in a little bit of a mood and say, this circuit that you put in, it keeps tripping. 
in effect, that's good. Glad it's doing its job. I've done a proper install. It's tripping the fuse for a reason. And nine times out of 10, you go around there and yeah, did your little lad kick his football at that light? It's got a crack in it and it's got water in it over time. So something like that, or they might have smashed the back, the, the, um, the outside socket or something like that. There's more than likely, these are the things that happen all the time. They've smashed something outside and water's got in and it's tripping the fuse. I always say, I'd rather it trip the fuse and you'd be able to get on the phone and shout and holler and scream at me than not be able to do it because the house has caught fire and you're dead. And I think that is what makes a good electrician. So carry on being a good electrician rather than a bad one. Until next time, see you again.